0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike, Pensacon, New Jersey. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. We are in a season of someone asked, and I'm, I'm answering a question incompletely on purpose because I don't have enough time to work with, with it and because I don't know all the answers. But together, we know enough. Uh, and, and, and the conversation will get moved in the right direction, I'm confident, with this time that we're sharing together. So when I'm done talking, you'll get a chance to talk back. And this is another opportunity to do that spiritual practice, to trust, oh, this thing that I, that happened, like the, the connection that happened in my heart and mind while Ben was talking, I should probably share that, you know? And that might be a big challenge for some of you, and it might be like, you talk back every time. But that's that's fine. We're working it out together. The question this week, we got our question marks up on the wall. Is does Jesus call us to be unique? And the questioner even has, has more to say. Does the need to feel unique hold us back from being creative? Uh, and then she she added another piece about how creativity gets kind of uh, monopolized by the the economy. But I left that part out. Um, and then the next one, how closely are the sense of being unique and pride tied together? Okay? That is something to work through. Have you ever thought about that? Yeah, the artists may, may have been thinking about that. Dan, Dan, Dan is thinking about that quite a lot. Uh, but I think it goes beyond artists. Like it goes to Halloween costumes, because I have bad news for you guys. Theo, my five-year-old, no longer wants to be a cat with a bear face for Halloween. <laughs> For, you know, When you're five, your Halloween costume is a 365-day-a-year is a conversation topic. And for, for months, he was certain that he wanted to be a cat with a bear face. Where did he come up with that? I googled it to help you imagine. He didn't get that on Google. Or how about this one? Can you see that one? It's a bear with a cat face and a cat with a bear face. So, so I was really excited I was really excited about making a cat with a bear face costume. Uh, you, oh, this is freaking you out? Okay. That black bear cat is going to eat, suck your soul out. <laughs> so so I was really like, yes, he came up with this by himself. I don't know where he came up with it, but he, he was saying it for a long time. And now he just wants to be a black cat. That's like spookier but so normal, you know, not even close to as unique as a cat with a bear face. If i if I if I made a cat with a bear face costume, no one would even know that what it was. But but we would know. Uh I don't know what I don't know what will happen. There's a long time until October 31st and uh I I lament the 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 normalization of his costume but i but i'm also interested in my own process of why did i like the cat with the bear face so much you know like why did i want to be the dad that had the weird kid you know (laughs) that made me really proud of him that he had this creative idea you know he when you ask theo what he wants to be when he grows up right now the answer is artist actually it's a painter to be precise and uh that sounds awesome to me. I I, va- I value that a lot, but I'm kind of unpacking uh, why that is. Uh, does that resonate with you? Am I getting am I getting at something like sometimes we we really want to do something kind of extraordinary. Um, we have that urge, or maybe that's not you, and you and you like would never want to do something extraordinary. If your kid was a cat with a bear face, you'd be, you'd be mortified, you know. Like, but why? We're getting we're getting at the thing behind the thing. That's what we're working on right now. And the question stirred that in me. You might not be as creative or desire to make things as much as I assume that the person who asked this question does, but you probably have received this message in one way or another that you must be unique. You must be your true, authentic self all the time. And that's kind of a new idea uh, in our culture, but it's a very strong one in Western culture that you must... uh, find your one true note that only you can sing. And that can feel kind of demanding, I think. Uh, I I, I received the message as early as third grade on I Am Special Day at Fairview Elementary School uh, in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, where the the school counselor had organized this whole day about celebrating how special we all were. This is kind of like a 90s thing. Um, And uh, so we got this prompt, I am special because... And you got to fill it in. And I had this kind of moment of clarity in my third grade mind as I was walking down the hallway, cinder block walls covered with drawings of kids. And I had, I had wrote, I am special because I am fast. And I was, I was mortified to find that there were several other boys in my class <laughs> who were also special because they were fast. And I knew what the word special meant. And it it was supposed to be, like, unique, like one, like one thing. I, and here's, this is what really got me, and I have I remember, I remember this clearly. Uh, I had drawn a picture of myself with fast lines to indicate my quickness, and someone else had also used fast lines. (laughs) And that kid, his drawing, the legs on his figure were bent, so as to indicate an actual running stride, a capacity for drawing that I had not yet come to. And so I was just a stick figure, essentially. Like, I'm running like this. And this kid's like that, you know? And he has fast lines. Obviously, I'm not very special. What do I do with this? Am I special? I was just a back-to-school night at uh, Oliver and Theo's and the, the 2019 version of this is, I am awesome because. I kind of like that a little bit better. Because special has this kind of, uh, um, yeah, unique, those words, they have this kind of uh, onlyness to them, you know? I, 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 I'd, I'd like to unpack that a little bit, but it, it has this sense of, of you have to be extraordinary. You, you have to be, um, I couldn't be special if I was also fast. I have to be the only fast one, or the fastest. And by the way, I wasn't fast at all. Um, uh, this, the seed of discontent for third grade me, and, and maybe for the person who asked this question, and, and possibly for you, is, I think it's comparison. Unique is an inherently comparative word. And, and it pushes us towards judgment. Of ourselves and others if i 'm unique i 'm singular, unlike anyone else, and because our society values uniqueness over sameness and 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 rewards those who are able to do something uniquely uh, my self worth gets tied up in this question it 's not just a description of you know my relationship to the world it 's now a, a matter of my value, and that's that 's what 's happening in judgment. So when I sit down and try to, to make something that matters, I'm, I, could, I could jump right to the conclusion and I could wonder if I'm going to be celebrated. Will, will people see this as something that's worthwhile? Am I worthwhile? Uh, is, is the special thing that's coming out of me, is it going to elicit celebration? And should I make it at all if I don't think that it will? You know, How many artists have gotten shut down by, by that thought? How many people that wanted to make anything have gotten shut down by that shot? That shot. LEL is trying to get in that back door for some reason. Uh, it's, it's really easy to get tied up in knots. So, so how can Jesus help us in this mess? I think this is a, a common problem, whether, whether you're an artist or not. Uh, you could feel like you're in a mess. Uh, and Jesus helps us out of messes. That's what he does. You know, yes, he died for our sins and rose from the dead. He broke the power of sin and death and whatever whatever sin there might be tied up in this problem. You know, he's taken care of that. He has. And I think that's a good starting point. I don't know. There could be some sinful measure of pride in your processes. I think that the, the questioner was was bringing that in. And how, how are they connected? But it says in James 5.16, Confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Just do it. Next. Um, you know, do that often. But, but before Jesus died and rose from the dead, he lived. He lived a life that was holy and blameless, but fully human. Jesus was helping us out of this mess by entering into the mess with us. Hebrews 4.15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus knows what these knots feel like, and I think that really matters. He he knows this desire, even if it wasn't present in his culture, he knows this desire to belong and, and, and to feel valued, and, and to be seen for who we are. He knows that. I think it's elemental to being a human being. I don't think that's a 21st century phenomenon. He felt it, too, and he was disappointed, too, I think. Because Jesus was a regular guy. He lived for like 30 years before he did anything noteworthy, except like get born and get lost one time. Um. Remember in Luke four when he when he's like first coming on the scene he goes to his hometown of Nazareth and he reads the scroll of Isaiah says I've come to uh, bring good news for the for the poor and freedom for the captives and you know that that's kind of his this is kind of his coming out party of this is who I am and the people in Nazareth uh, are like wait a second you're Joseph's son you're just a guy. I know you. <laughs> and it gets, I mean, that's kind of funny. You're just a guy. But it gets serious real fast. Like, they take him out of town. Nazareth is up on a hill. They take him out of town, and they get to the edge of the cliff, and they want to throw him off the cliff. They're ready to kill Jesus because of what he's saying, who he says that he is. This happened, You know, the Bible always tells these stories in this so, such a dispassionate way. And then they took him up on the hill, and they were going to throw him off the cliff. But Jesus just walked right through him. Would you like to have that power? Just like, shoo. you know, when people are about to kill you, you know, you just, I don't, I don't know what that was about. You know, maybe he, maybe he slipped away. I don't know if this was a miracle, but you know. And then Jesus just walked on. Next, you know, that, that's, that's how the Bible tells the story. So we have to like kind of imagine this. And I am ima- I think what's only left when we're reading the Bible is 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 our is our own experience. How would you feel to be about to be thrown off a cliff? That's an important piece of how you read the Bible. Because the feelings aren't there. But Jesus, who came to identify with us in our full humanity, again, as it says in Hebrews 4.15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. He's been through this. And we can see our, that's an invitation to see ourselves in Jesus' story. And for Jesus to inhabit our stories. That's what Jesus wants. That's the relationship that Jesus is making. And it's why we would read the Bible. Because we've all for a minute felt like we were just Joseph's kid. Just, just you know, just that guy or that gal. Jesus said in verse 24, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Uh, and then he goes on to, to say, you know, that the blessings that God has for people, you know, they, they don't happen, you know, all the time to everyone. And he, he kind of gives him a zinger. He says, Remember when Elijah was, was healing people? There were, there were people who were leprous in Israel, but he went and healed Naaman, the Syrian. This is the story that he tells to answer their 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 kind of scrutiny. He's like, oh, okay, so you're gonna be like, uh, you're gonna just refuse to receive anything I have here. Okay, I'll go bless somebody else, and that's why that's why they go and kill him because it's he he's exposing the the danger that they're in that they can't just rely upon who they are to receive the blessing of God. They actually have to uh, respond and. Become makers of of that, and that's what I want to get to uh, here. Becoming participants in what Jesus is doing. I can imagine also in Jesus' regularness, in his normalness, in his not uniqueness. How many carpenters were there? Did he take joy in what he created? Did he do? Did he do the the joints just so? You know, I, I imagine he. I imagine that he, he he took pride in that, and I also imagine that sometimes he didn't feel like doing it. You know, he wasn't just always happy uh, chiseling away at the piece of wood that Joseph had given him. But when the time was right, Jesus left his normal life, and he started healing people and preaching that the kingdom of God was near. And this was, this was pretty unique. Uh, other teachers, they were like parsing the law and figuring out exactly how to apply it just so. They were moving like pieces on the chessboard, and Jesus is flipping tables. And he speaks with one who has authority. He, he, he's fulfilling the law, bringing it to its fullness, applying it to his here and now. He was doing the new thing that the prophets had promised and foreseen. But his hometown people, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't get with that. They legit tried to kill him. And even his family was right there with him. You might remember in Mark 3, Jesus' and his mother, Jesus's mother and, her, and his brothers, they came to collect him because they thought, quote, he must be out of his mind. This is the beginning of Mark's gospel. The stuff he's doing, he must be out of his mind. Jesus wasn't celebrated by all the people that, that he loved. Uh, he was driven by what he was given to do and looking for those who were ready to receive it. He was trying to make something new. And not everyone was ready to make it. He wasn't a very good celebrity. You know, he was famous among the, the down-and-out people, uh, a low-level movie star, so to speak, a character actor, I don't know, and uh, got killed. Uh, you know, it's a big deal for Christians, but he was just another guy that got killed, you know. No one, none of his followers were even there except for uh, the women that were faithful. Uh he didn't, He you know, comparing him to other revolutionaries, you might consider him a failure. <sighs> Hopefully we'll be better received than Jesus. I don't want to be killed. I don't want any of you to be killed, to be thrown off a cliff, because I don't know if we have that power to walk through crowds like him. But don't be surprised if you're not. If you're not, If you're. if you're not, received or celebrated for the gifts that you have stay close to your purpose and persevere but the way that god is making is not easy jesus's way was through death ours ours feels like death sometimes too but here's a suggestion for for a purpose statement from circle of hopes proverbs god is an artist the artist who follows the creator creates to reveal the glory of god too Here's the thing though, whether you follow the creator or not, your art, whatever you do does reveal the glory of God. I'm making a little point here about the the grammar and I I think it's important because we were made, we were created and God delights in what we do no matter how we respond. But when we delight in God who made us, that's another level. When, when there starts to be some reciprocity, when there's a relationship happening, something new is happening. When we make two reveal the glory of God, we're freed up in extraordinary ways. It's that two that makes all the difference. The artist who follows the creator to reveal the glory of God. It's this purpose that, that I think does a lot to undo these knots of trying to figure it out for ourselves. And whether you're an artist or a mom or a cell leader or a songwriter or a grilled cheese sandwich expert, you can reveal the glory of God. And I think this makes us unique in the world. We are unique because we're lined up with what we were made for. Uh, The pain, I think, in the question comes when we line up with other stories of what we're for. I think that's the basics of this question. I'm hearing other stories about why I would create and who I am, why I would make anything, and they don't seem to work. I think that's, I think essentially that's what our questioner is asking when they ask their question. Here, I'll read it again. Uh, Does Jesus call us to be unique? Does the need to feel unique hold us back from being creative? How closely are the sense of being unique and pride together? I think all those knots get uh untied when we when we line ourselves up with our purpose that we we were made to reveal the glory of God and and God delights in what we make and when we delight in making what God made us to make <laughs> it feels good and and we can we can we can settle into uh our instincts a little more comfortably i think the person who asked this question is is questioning their instincts who am i what do i need to do What's right? And I think those are all really good questions. And the relationship is the solution. And the way we get into that relationship is going with our purpose and identifying with Jesus as he identifies with us. So those other stories that tempt us, like they tempted Jesus, some of them are, are uh, nothing. Nothing is, is, a, is a very tempting one. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't make things, there's no reason, no purpose. Uh, another one is, you, you could, the per, your purpose could be making money, expanding your own personal comfort. Uh, your, your purpose could be survival, just staying alive. Your purpose could be power, controlling what happens to you. We have a special purpose, though. A, a purpose that's defined already for us. And the best word for our, our purpose is sacred which has something to do with special. Sacred plainly means set apart for special use. Just not even necessarily religious, but set apart for special use. And Jesus gave us a a sacred purpose. He entered into our struggle to be human with us. He freed us from what would certainly hold us back and showed us how to line up with what we've been given to do, with our sacred purpose. And we don't have to invent that purpose. But we do get to bring it to its fullness in our here and now. Just as Jesus did, we are given the authority to give new expression to the glory of God. We're not bound by the patterns of the past, though we respect them. We're not beholden to uh, the expectations of our culture, though we are happy to inhabit their forms. We are not responsible for every outcome of the things that we try, but we are dependent upon God for the outcomes. It's a great way to be unique. God plants and receives the fruit of our gifts, that which makes us unique. We recognize that relationship and make new things in that flow. So does Jesus call us to be unique? I would say yes, but in a unique way. And not without understanding the paradox of being an individual human being. Our expression of our unique giftings works better in community uh, when we do it together. But our revelation of the glory of God would not be so bright as it is if it weren't for the brightness of each individual person that makes us into the whole the people with whom we carry this sacred purpose. So let me pray that we can do that and you can talk back. <sighs> Jesus, thank you for going before us. Thank you for making a way and for identifying with us in all of the, the struggles of what it means to be a human being. You've been there before and so we can ask you, what should we do next? Be present to us as as we call to you. And give us enthusiasm and courage for the way we're working out our sacred purpose together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.